Good evening, everybody, and thanks for joining us for the third episode of our second season of the Jet Blast podcast. Nathan here with my buddies Andy and Lee, and we're excited uh, for tonight's episode, as we are every week. Last week was really fun with Mike Nichols. I just want to thank him again and, and thank for his uh, give back to Angel Flight. Um, if y'all didn't listen to that episode, I would challenge you to go back and do it. Um, anyway, Lee, what's kicking in Texas? Well, if you saw my LinkedIn post today, I actually had my little Duncan Aviation cards. Thank goodness, because I was sitting in the car car line. Well, it's, no, it was in the car line to get my son's learner's permit. So at least we had some entertainment, but nice. we got it. Thank goodness, eventually. But nope, it's been a great, been a, you know, it's been a good, good few days. Good week. Weather's nice here. Got some stuff done. I am a little disappointed. I really was expecting to get on here and see Andy with his little monkey tail beard. I was, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. If y'all hadn't seen the post on social media, I think it's like lad Bible or lad bro something. I don't don't know what it is. We'll put a link in the show notes of these goofy beards people are doing, but um, we challenged Andy to go out and do it. it He won't do it. He's scared. scared I don't know. I I bet if we, I bet if they like pledge some trees or something we could figure out a way for him to do it i'll ask perry we'll get perry on a little contest to get get andy to do a monkey tail beard that's good okay i mean if you will use mro insider (laughs) in pings i will grow anything in where that's awesome there we go andy you're not nice i'm not i was gonna do it i was tempted to do it but no i uh I'm not. I did go out ice fishing last week though and caught some caught some nice fish one evening and went snowmobiling this weekend with Lindsay. So we got to get away and get up north with my grandpa. So nice. that was uh, speaking of grumpy old men. So I got to <laughs> that and so but uh, yeah, all is good. Excited to talk to Gary Lee from uh, Jet East. Um, he is the right hand man of Stephen Maiden who has chatted with me a couple times and uh, a very inspirational uh, leader and very good at growing a company. And uh, so we thought it'd be pretty cool to have Gary come on and not give us a secret sauce, but talk to us about AOG and why it's important and where they're going. So Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome, Gary. Hey, welcome, Nate, Andy. Um, So Andy, I want to know, have you ever done the show from, from the Ice Fishing Hut? No, not yet. I'm tempted to. I'm sure. I think I can make it happen this year. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I, would, I definitely want to tune into that one. All right. <laughs> um, yes, uh, my name is Gary Lee um, with Jetty's Aviation. Um, I do work very closely with, the, with Steve and Mating. Um, I oversee majority of the on-demand maintenance for, for Jetty's right now. Um, as I think most of you probably have seen, you know, we've We've done a merger with uh, Gamma Engineering, which is you know going to increase our footprint quite a bit. So that on-demand maintenance footprint is is definitely growing with uh, service hubs for for NetJets and other customers and AOG across across the country. Um, it's definitely exciting times right now as as we we, we go through that merger and ac- acquisition. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to you know going to 2021 here and and uh, doing some special special things with the with that on-demand maintenance. So right on. So, well, congratulations. So 
I mean, that's, you know, I was trying to, I was, then I would have to explain to people, no, it's a different gamma. No, yep. it's a different, no, it's this gamma. No, that gamma is still over yep. there, but you know, it's, it's exciting to see what's going on. But one of the things when um, Andy said that you were going to be one of our guests, you have a quote right on your, on the website and I, and I love it, but it's a good culture is a shared way of doing something that's not easy and doing so with pride and passion. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I love that. I think that speaks to a lot of, you know, a lot of our fellow professionals in this industry overall. But when you think about that and you think about what it is that you do, especially like in an AOG situation, it's just, you know, it's a different animal, but how, how is that so important, especially when you're talking about a culture and being able to be effective in AOG or on demand? So it's, it's right. You're right. I mean, that's, that's something that I said a long time ago, that quote, and, and somebody actually, I said it in a meeting one day and somebody actually framed it and put it in our, our corporate or admin office at, at our Trenton facility. And uh, so then I took it and put it at the end of my email and then they used it on the website. And I think they use it on social media, but it is it just one day we just, we realized, you know, what we do isn't easy and it's hard, but our group really liked doing it together. You know, it was just, it was just kind of an odd thing. It was just, everybody worked really hard. You know, we worked in the elements outside in the cold, you know, the heat, um, you know, customers upset. It's very stressful all the time. So, but then I realized like all our people were happy doing it. Um, so it is important, you know, and, and in, in that environment, you know, the, the AOG mechanic is a very special person. Okay. They, they wear multiple hats. You know, they're not only a technician, they're, they're an inspector, they're a parts and logistics person, you know, they're, you know, a customer service representative, you know, they wear multiple hats in that and you have to respect that. And it's, you know, it's just a hard thing to do. And, and, um, and I just appreciate it. that's been my, my background is, is that from, from 1999 till, till now that on-demand maintenance is always what I've been involved in. Um, but it just, it just hard. And as we're growing through the country, keep, you know, the, the, the AOG technician likes to be engaged, like to have a voice. They like to be communicated with, um, you know, they, they want to be recognized and realize how important their, their role is and their skill is. Um, so just things that I've learned over the years and, and uh, it's fun, and I and I keep I keep trying to, to learn and 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 understand that that as we grow right now, you know, we're getting younger technicians rolling to that that role, and they're a little bit different. But it's it's fun for me to dive into that blue collar skilled worker who does AOG work and uh, try to understand them. So you you talked about you talked about the the wearing of multiple hats right um lee's lee's heard this a few times right amp stands for all purpose right it's not really airframe and power plant and and i think you're right i think it's super super accurate of the aog technicians you know these men and women they they've got to they've got to do so many things you know and and they they do have to wear so many hats and i i think that you know oftentimes when people are calling y'all for aog support it's not because hey let's call up our best friends jet east and see if they want to come work on our airplane that's that's you know just treating us just fine it's because we're in a pinch right and so um i you know i think those guys understanding how and gals understanding how to diffuse some of that from time to time is super helpful so how do you guys pick them well i tell right now it's, it's starting to get older you know nate like you said like that we never get the call at eight o'clock monday morning you know what i mean like no <laughs> no it's not like that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the opposite of that um but yeah picking the the technician is tough i mean um I, i'll be honest we've never had great luck 
picking off the resume pile in that position. Um, most of our 90% of our energy mechanics are referrals from existing technicians. Um, so we find, ourselves, we find ourselves guys kind of gravitate towards us because we do have that good culture and, and you know, guys recommend us out and about. But uh, I will tell you that it's starting to become a little bit harder now because I feel like we have a lot of them or a lot of them are already in place. Um, you know, especially in the Midwest right now, as we we're developing our Arizona and our you know, Southwest and Colorado and the Midwest, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. I mean, I, I sit on probably a couple hours every week on some interviews, um, just trying to find the right AOG technician. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, yeah. you know, interviewing an AOG technician is, is, I, I don't have any secret sauce there. I'm not gonna lie. They're just, yeah, I was wondering, is there like a secret, it, it, you know, is there a dead giveaway of, she's going to work or he's not going to work. Right. I mean, obviously the he's not is probably the easier part, but yeah, I, I say this a lot. I usually, when I interview a, a technician if they interview very well, a lot of times they turn out not to be good technicians. <laughs> if they're on the call and they're real quirky. You're like, man, this, you know, this, this girl, or this kind of, you know, they, they usually end up being um, a, a better technician. So, but no, I don't have a secret sauce there. I think our secret sauce is just our culture and, and um, people gravitate towards us. Um, that's, that's been our, our motto. And, uh, you know, we just got to rely on that, you know, re- rely on word of mouth and, you know, and reputation. So. Right. Cool. But we are, we're trying to, you know, one of my biggest obstacles going forward is, is also taking some of our younger technicians and, and some of our MROs and, and develop them into an AOG technician and, and do some good coaching and things like that. And that's something, like I said before, we're, we're trying to learn and, and develop that process of, you know, mentoring and coaching and training our guys to be good AOG technicians. So. Very cool. It was very cool. Say to people that, you know, we have shops like on MRO Insider that we, we try to help small to medium shops, you know, get their name out there. We run into a, a lot that say, well, I just, you know, I'm not interested in doing AOG. There's no money in it. It's this, that, and the other. And, you know, but from us, we can't hit them over the head with a baseball bat be like, we see AO all the time. I mean, it's just what's going on and it seems to be getting more and more busy. So, I mean, what do you, what do you say to a shop that, you know, maybe has 25, 30 technicians and, you know, when it comes to establishing some sort of a, a go team, I mean, is it worthwhile for them? Probably. I mean, to, to do it right. Yeah. You know, my, my motto is you have to have one of the big players now, um, in your back pocket, you have to have one of the bigger operators, because if you don't have that, it's not going to be it's not going to be worth it to, to put that together. And and you know the the net jets and the wheels up, they become that foundation. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, I mean that's 60 percent of the work probably right now at any of your major airports. Right. Um, so if you don't have that, it's going to be tough to survive out there. Um, sure. To, to do it. Um, yeah, I can't imagine running around changing a couple of landing lights out of the back of a pickup is going to get it done. No, and, and that's and that's what we do now. I mean, we we're we're look we're going to these small airports where you have these small um, MROs and you know and they have small you know techs there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we just try we try to partner up with them and, and use their resources or you know see if they can help us. And you know we we pay them they they help us we help them. So yeah, you know, we try to involve them in some of our work when we're out and about quite a bit. So nice. That's a great. I mean, I was about to ask if you know if Bill that strengthens your network. 
Also, probably strengthens a little bit of your yeah. your uh, workforce pipeline if they're. You know. I, I tell my guys all the time, never never burn a bridge. You know, we've we've gone some hostile areas, and I said, just put a smile on your face and yeah, you know, buy, <laughs> buy the guys lunch. You know, offer to because we get we get the places we can't always have a lift or you know some of that major stuff, and we're always looking to you know rent. You know, and, and most of the time people just let us borrow it. You know, and then we yeah we turn a favor and buy buy the guys pizza and stuff like that. So I always tell the guys to make sure we. We take care of our our partners out there. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, we are a small community, right? And we've got to take care of each other. And I, I think folks that that you know are like, well, we've got this insurance liability. You can't use my man. Like, I mean, come on, man. That's that's not the way the world goes around, you know. But we have evolved to a society where if you see somebody with a flat, you don't pull over either, right? I mean, and luckily the airplane thing hadn't got that bad, but you know, it's, it's funny just the other day, there was somebody at a local airport that needed something. They reached out to um, somebody that we all know has it right. And, and this guy's like, well, I, I mean, it's a liability concern, but I can rent it to you. So what did the liability go down with money? No, it didn't. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> so we ended up, I, you know, I helped him out. We, we borrowed something from somewhere else, but you know, it's, I mean, that's what it makes it go around, especially from the operator side. I have a funny story. So, and it all kind of came back from this event. And this is going back by 13, 14 years ago. I was actually at our Trenton location in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. It was pouring rain and I was actually busy working on an airplane at the time. We just got done, you know, fixing an airplane and there was a Falcon outside and it, it was pouring rain and they could tell, I could tell the pots were like stressed out. So I walked up to Potts and asked what's wrong. He's like, our TRs don't work, but I have our CEO on the airplane. All we have to do is get back to Martin State. Uh, Martin State, well, uh, uh, Maryland. I'm like, well, maybe I can help you. So I helped him out. I end up, short story, you know, long story short, I end up helping him out, pinned his TRs from. It literally didn't, it took me 25 minutes to help him out. They're on their way. Sign off real quick. They're on their way. He, and, and, and I never built them because it was just, I was already yeah. done. Just helping the guy out. I never built them. I was just, got it done and left. Well, no, three months, four months later, I'm down Martin State helping guys out with a hawker. We had a hawker um, taking elevators off a hawker, and we needed a lift. So the line, the line service um, people say, well, you know, Black and Decker's down the way. They, they have um, a lift. So we go down, and we knock on the door. They basically open the door and, and said no and shut it. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But then the guy opened up and said, wait a second, where where did you say you were from? I said, Jet East. Well, that was the Falcon that I helped out in Trenton, and the guy was right like, on. Oh, there you go. He threw his arms in the air, and he, he gave me a big hug, and he said, "You can borrow whatever you want." And he even bought us lunch, so it was it was. There nice. you go. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know those simple things, and I mean, you know, we probably most of our guests have some type of example similar to that, but you cannot stress it enough. And I think Nathan, that kind of like you said, times are a little different now. But I think, you know, sharing the, it's important to kind of keep recognizing it because, you know, I, it's something that I know I tell my kids all the time. And, you know, as you get older and you get into your professional life, you know, these are the things that make a difference. You know, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, whether, you know, whether you're at the top of the food chain, at the bottom of the food chain, who, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And also it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah, look, it becomes a part of your brand, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, if you become that guy, then you're that guy, right? For, for really forever. I mean, so I, I do think it, and you know, the other thing it makes me think of too, is just 
and that wasn't the point of tonight's show at all, but, you know, just be kind, right? I mean, how much does it cost to be nice just for a little bit, you know, just be nice. So there's nothing wrong with that. And if you have a culture that's built up around that, then people understand what you're going. And then when things aren't going right, you get a little bit of that latitude and leeway because that's where, you know, that's where that comes in to be able to, you know, they, you've, you've built up that credibility and they know that, you know, okay, they'll cut you a little bit of slack when things aren't exactly going right well as well. Right. Which I'm sure that never happens to you, Gary. Everything is completely perfect. Even if it is at <laughs> 10 o'clock at night in the snow. The day, the day I have a perfect day, I, I'm going to have to, I, I believe. I just have to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> there's something wrong. If it's a perfect day, there's something wrong. Okay. Yeah. There's no such thing. <laughs> we started doing a, um, <clears throat> we started doing an equipment rental ground service equipment rental pinging on our app and we you know had had a lot of people excited yes cool i can i can look for stuff if i need a lift or jack stands or whatever uh paul whip you know he's got stuff stashed around yeah sure we'd rent it out or whatever let people borrow it and the biggest again the biggest thing we ran into was a small to medium some of the shops said well i'm not going to help them out i mean i didn't get the job they didn't call me yeah yeah and they you know won't what? next time either. Uh, yeah, and you know what? And and here's the thing: they also um, self-selected themselves out of the running, right? For for right. any future work with that customer, right? Right. So 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 to the point from Gary earlier, you know, it's not really about it's not really about what you caught today. It's yeah. about what it, the impact you made right. for tomorrow, right? The giant circle that goes around, you know. Yeah. It's a ecosystem. What is it? Yeah. You reap what you sow. Absolutely. Amen. If you sow right. kindness and, you know, helpfulness and, you know, there's comes a time when, you know, you're going to need some of that back. And, you yeah. know, I always hope that I can pay it forward tenfold because so many people have helped me out and been kind and done things and reached out, you know, that how are you going to pay that forward? Definitely a big proponent of the pay it forward. And I think, yeah. you know, when your brand and your culture says that, then it does a lot. So Nathan, I have, okay, kind of switching gears here. Uh -oh. So Gary, if you've listened to some of our podcasts, you'll know Nathan has a very, um, uh, strong opinion. <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm talking about yet, so he's trying to figure out which opinion I'm talking well, about. Just, it's just funny that you said I had a strong opinion. <laughs> it's going to you, know, you think? <laughs> strong opinion on what's happening right now with like service centers and their accessibility to the aircraft. Oh, yeah. And so I'm wondering, and you know, this is just completely random, may not even be relevant, but do you think you're going to see more like on demand come to my? come to where I am rather than going to the service centers or maybe even some of the MRO facilities simply because of some of the COVID. And I mean, that goes into a bigger discussion about, you know, what COVID's impacted, but I can just see Nathan say, fine, I'll just call somebody else and they can come to my hangar. I don't yeah. care. I don't have to go see you anyway. You know, we, we do see, I, I do see that, that model going with the, you know, especially more on demand, but even some of the smaller inspections, things like that. And, and be honest, if you know, five, six, seven years ago, we always thought that was going to be part of a model where we would go to a flight department and, and help them out with, you know, small inspection or, or what have you. But that really ha hasn't really taken off. We haven't really focused on that. You know, it's always been the, the airplane on demand that breaks or, you know, that breaks and we get some MELs to clear or some, you know, small checklists and things like that. Um, but I can't, I can't see that happening. I think if, you know, companies like ours or, you know, other, other operators, other MROs out there, if they focus on on that, I can see that being an attraction um, to, to do some of the smaller inspections in, in house. You know, 
Um, I can definitely see it happening. And, and yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about COVID in relation to, I guess that might help too. I, I don't know. Um, but um, I do see, we do get, we do get more calls on that, you know, to help out your, 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 your flight department and, and that type of maintenance. So, so speaking of COVID, have you guys, Gary, have you guys seen a surge in, in uh, AOG requests um, at Jet East during this whole COVID thing? You know, I know that there were like, some folks just basically tossed the keys on the seat and, and ran out the door. And, you know, we all did, right? When this whole thing kicked off, we didn't really understand it. And frankly, we still don't understand it. Um, but nonetheless, I think a lot of airplanes just got left. People didn't really have a plan, right? Have, yeah. have you guys seen a surge in activity for that kind of stuff? We've seen a, we've seen a surge. I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride this year. Um, back to March. I mean, we would have a month where you're like, Oh, we're, we're back, you know, and then yeah. you know, the next week it, it dropped back down again. Um, but what we're, we're seeing some unique patterns. I mean, like during, during the holidays, the, and, and it might be because of the way the holiday fell on the Friday. And that obviously that hasn't happened in you know, call it five, six years, but having that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we saw probably three of our, you know, there's three day blocks were probably some of our biggest um, busiest three days we've ever had in existence. You know what I mean? Going back. Oh, wow. Um, and some of our major operators said the same thing. Those three days have been really busy for, for them. So that, I yeah. felt like that was a good sign going into 2021. That was a lot of personal travel. Um, so I think that was a good sign. Um, but we're seeing some unique patterns. Like, you know, we're, we're heavily focused in the Northeast around the New York Teterboro area. And that area, we're probably, you know, half of where we were this time last year in, in that Northeast corridor. Um, but we're seeing a, a big impact a big, you know, increase in, you know, in Colorado, Arizona, some of the, you know, the destination areas where, I mean, we're, it's crazy the amount of work we've done in Arizona and in Colorado over the past couple of months. Um, so we're just seeing a shift in the work, basically. You know, the, the major metropolitan areas are less, but your, your vacation areas, your, you know, your sure. open space areas, your, your, you know, your, your off the, you know, beaten path airports, we're seeing a lot more um, demand. And that, and that becomes an obstacle for us where, you know, we were so concentrated. It was easy for us in the round of Philadelphia, Teterboro, um, Boston. You know, now we're kind of spread out all over the place. We're shooting out, you know, so we're kind of adapting to that as well right now. Yeah, we went to, as you're talking about out of the way places, we went to, and you guys can look this up if you're listening and interested and, and nerd out over this kind of stuff. The airport I took uh, one of my managed airplanes into yesterday was P33. So you can look that up and see where that's at. But uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, the pilot sent me a picture from the uh, quote unquote pilot's lounge. And it was like a 1980s TV VCR combo with like 30 movies around it. And everything that was in that photo is older than both of my pilots. Kind of funny, but anyway, on a daily basis, I keep seeing new airport down fires. I'm like, where's that at? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned the holidays, man. It, I, I will tell you this, this holiday season, you know, we say this as an industry every year, this last fourth quarter was the worst, you know, and, and this holiday season, but I will tell you um, on both Christmas weekend and New Year's weekend, I have very direct experience being number 48 uh, in line at a central Florida airport trying to get out of there. And literally we sat in the airplane over 10 hours looking at each other Really? Blast off and come back north. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy. It's like, crazy. That sounds fun. 
Yeah. Almost duty day out because we're sitting on the ground with APU running. And then, you know, we get these calls, right, Gary, the kind that you guys love. Hey, our uh, right pack just shut down. What freaking overtemp? It's been breathing nothing but jet exhaust for, you know, (laughs) not designed to run for 10 hours on the ramp. (laughs) So with some of the COVID stuff, Gary, have you, you know, everybody, we kind of asked this and I think, you know, what what do you think has become now part of your normal, you know, what is it from your ERP to your SOP? What has COVID mm. changed in kind of how your business is going forward? Not necessarily, you know, not necessarily the reaction, but you what do you see as some of the things that are going to be kind of standard going forward? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to like the safety aspect of it for, for our employees, I think we've always been a good a good spot because our guys usually travel in, in pairs of two where we're not in big groups. So that's right. we've already had that box checked for us. You know, in our MROs, we've we see some different things with you know social distance and of course like that. But I think at the day we you know and we've done pretty good with it. We've had some positive cases throughout. You know, we've had you know two over two hundred technicians down, and, and it's going to happen, and it's happened. But yeah. I just yeah. think I think the you know those policies procedures going forward our SOPs with that stuff and we've done you know we, we have a weekly meeting on on COVID with our with our business leaders discussing um safety measures you know positive cases and and just reminding everybody I think I think our employees are tired of hearing from me and us about <laughs> all this stuff you know but uh but it's yeah. tough how does it help we've done a good job of it but on the business side of it I think I think we're just going to have to get used to you know, spreading out a little bit more than, than right. we have in the past. You know, I think like New York City and Boston, I think it's going to be a long time for that work to come out. So I think we just need to concentrate on on being kind of spread out and diversified throughout the country. So mm. That's right. That's so how many how many trucks technicians did Jetty start with, and when, and where are you guys at now as far as that goes? What are, what are the plans? Well, so we started, um, I'm one of the original founders of Jetties. Then we, we started with two, two guys and two trucks, um, in Philadelphia. Um, and then we just built it up over the years. One, you know, I, I always like to brag about this. When we got to 2008, we were actually still hiring, um, AOG technicians during that time. Main reason we were, t- we were chasing hawkers and beach jets all around the country and they always kept breaking. So <laughs> sure. we, had, we, had, we had a special feather cap. I don't like to brag about that. But that's <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I think, it's job security you gotta fight something <laughs> that was our job security so i think we got lucky um and then you know, we 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 grew to i think we had 18 in 2008 and then you know we just kept continuing to grow and we took over the trenton mro and i uh, think we, we ended up at 35 i think at that point um and then we took over the net jet service hub at, at tierbone white plains and we added another between the two 60 65 employees there Wow. And then, you know, then we just kept increasing our, um, and we have a great partnership with NetJet. So it's, it's, that's the foundation for us. That's what drives us a lot of places, drives us to go to a lot of different places. Right. Um, so we just kept continuing to grow. We're, we're about, um, Jet East is about 200. I think it's 175 technicians. Um, and then with the, the acquisition with, with Gamma, we're going to be probably over 400 technicians total. Wow. Wow. That's wow. impressive. Yeah, a lot of unanswered questions there, and and you guys will have to tune in on all the um, the good um, news outlets in our industry and and figure out what's happening there. We'll try to bring you an update here as soon as we have it. But uh, yeah, it's a, I know you guys are trying to 
figure out all the details of that now. Any juicy things you got to share or just wait and see? <laughs> I would say wait and see. I mean, we're, we're about a week and a half into that, that merger. And, <laughs> um, this week, we have a lot of, lot of special things coming. I'm actually, um, I, I, I thought I was going to have to text you earlier this morning and say I couldn't do this because of- That's all right. I was supposed to be in a flight tonight, but uh, I was able to go tomorrow morning. Um, so we're, we're getting together and we'll, we'll put that plan together. But again, I, I'm super excited about where the direction that's going. It just really gives us a great foundation with, um, you know, we're going to be in Chicago, we're going to be in Van Nuys, we're going to be in Dallas, we're going to be in uh, Vegas and then South Florida. Um, so there are areas that Jetties didn't have and now we have it. So I'm, I'm super excited about you know, the, the possibilities and that foundation, right. you know, grow our, our brand, our culture. So. That's awesome. Man. Are you going to be, are you guys going to be taking over the uh, the brick and mortar facilities that they operated as well, so you can do scheduled maintenance? And... Great. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna continue that footprint too, or with our MROs, um, the service hubs on demand business and the AOG on demand business as well. So all all three tiers. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, congratulations for that, and I, you know. Um, uh, I know exactly how not easy it is, although not the scale of Jet East. You know, my um, consulting firm is going through some some changes of adding some people right now and services, and we'll be talking about that soon. But I know the amount of activity that generates is uh, a lot more than most people would think. <laughs> Again, I'm super excited about it, but my head's spinning just thinking about yes, like, how are yes. we going to do that? You know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and if you're like me, it's like every time I lay down at night, I'm th start thinking about 15 other things. Like you know, I I need to be able to shut this off here at some point. I mean, this is the I mean, this this the repair safety certificates. I think there's going to be five different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just that alone. I mean, like. <laughs> well, accounting systems, work order systems, right? You get a guy like me coming in, raking through records, right? I mean, how are they the same? And what's Jet East philosophy versus this philosophy? And do, let's go ahead and put the chief inspectors in padded rooms and let them fight and get it over with. <laughs> so we, we have good, we have really good leadership core right now. I think our team, yeah. is, it's going to be awesome. And, and we'll yeah. get, I, I think once we get going through it, we'll go through it pretty quickly. And we'll be able sure. to continue to, to drive that customer, you know, service and the culture and the, you know, and the, and the kindness, you know, and that's, yeah, that's right on. we want to continue to grow. Yeah. Right on. yeah, it's very cool. Now the people that are, Currently at Gamma, most of them are going to come over and they're going to work in some capacity as well with you guys. Yeah, everybody's saying the same. So it's going to be Jet East, a, a Gamma company is going to be named. So we're just going to rebrand all of all of that together as one name. So. Nice, very cool. Nice. Well, that's exciting times for sure. Well, I think I think that's uh, I, I just think that's a cool uh, partnership that you guys got coming together of two great teams um, and. You know, it's a win for the customers at the end of the day. That's that's the punchline. So that's cool. Congratulations on that. So what else do you guys have for Gary? Andy. Yeah, I'm trying to keep Andy. Lee is usually has like a million questions. I've been asking my questions. I haven't had a quote in there. Come on. Do you? Well, what's your quote? 
I know I did. I already asked. Man. Oh, I thought you captured a quote that you no, wanted me yet, to like put thinking. in the show notes. No, 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 no. I've been, I've been listening. This is, right. this is fascinating because I think, um, you know, I think the success of it, especially when you have something where you're taking your product to the people and yeah. your product and service. And, you know, to me, I just think about how um, it all goes back to kind of that culture because it's so, but I, I love the fact that it's not necessarily the people that are the most successful that you said are not necessarily the ones that had the most polish in the interviews. They're a little quirky. And, but I think though, that that's, you know, I was trying to explain to somebody, I said, people in this industry and probably in other ones, especially highly technical ones appreciate the quirky because it's real and authentic. That's right. And that's, and so the quirky, it, it doesn't matter if you know what you're talking about. And so the finding those people though, that can go and are happy in their job. Cause that's like, that's number one. It doesn't matter if you get polished or not. If you're not happy where you are, the first last thing you want is I'm talking to a customer. Heaven, absolutely no. right. You don't want them anywhere near a customer. Yeah, Andy, no grumpy old men. <laughs> no grumpy old men, Andy. So, so one of my one of my big future plans is to take those quirky people and and coach their soft skills. You know what I mean? The, the soft skills that. So they can't hey. talk to themselves. I think that would you're now you're going to make the best AOG technician or best technician or the best lead or supervisor out there so that's something that you know i've been really playing around and thinking about quite a bit but if you come from a culture where you care they're okay with that because you know it's better that you care about them as an individual and their contributions it's not because you want to change them that's right and you know and that's exactly no it's about highlighting their strengths right And, and it is not about changing and unfortunately i've worked personally and many of us have in a culture where it was about changing you to fit a specific mold um and, and, and Lee, you're spot on. It's just about highlighting who they are, right? Exactly. And, and how to how to leverage what they've got and be confident. Really, a lot of it, in my experience, is just getting these folks to be confident and comfortable mm-hmm. in their own skin. And, and it's interesting, you know, we've got a guest who will be coming up in the next couple of months, uh, Gary, and she'll be talking about this very thing, about how to help these technical people who aren't, who are really introverts, right? Um, uh, not not really how to help them be extroverts, but just how to help them highlight who they are, right? Um, and and it's really about success for themselves and success for the customer. So it'll be interesting. We can hook you up on that front for sure. Yeah, I mean that's something that you know again over the couple last couple five seven years, you know I've really dove into the the blue collar skilled worker and and they're fa- it's fascinating because I'm one of those people you know I'm, mm-hmm. like, we're we're fascinating people we're we're smart but we're sometimes we just have a hard time expressing our mm-hmm. our, our knowledge you know what I mean it's tough you know so the first thing I always try to do is just build trust and confidence with with our people you know once you get That's to right. that point then you can start you know then you can start coaching and and being direct and and you know I think sometimes. You know, we use use the the, the 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 phrase. Sometimes you got to punch somebody in the face a little bit to say, "Hey, this is this is yeah. what this is what you're doing wrong." You know what I mean? But you got to build that confidence first so they can trust you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like to say, you know, I I've uh, I tell people all the time. Look, I've been married a long time, and and I'm very lucky to have been. But I don't do hints well. Sometimes the <laughs> two by four method is needed, right? I mean, I I mean, you just got to tell me. I tell my guys all the time. I mean, don't be scared. Punch me back in the face. I'm not perfect, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's well, right. Well, I've all, you know, I've I've um, I'm not a technical person, and but I've been, you know, I've been working in this 
gosh, a long time now, but I love, those are, I mean, I just love the people who come out of their shells and they share their, their knowledge, their experience, and just that expertise on a level that very few people get to experience because it's, you know, it's, they're geniuses. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the things that they can do and, you know, they, oh, well, you know, I wasn't all that smart. No, no, you're extremely smart. You may not have done well in school, but that wasn't because of an intelligence issue. And I just love talking and listening and learning from, from everybody. And there's always an opportunity. That's right. No, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I I tell people all the time, that's probably the number one thing I learned over the last, my 15 years with, with, you know, 16 years of JDs is is just listen, you know, listen to everybody. I mean, I give that advice to everybody. People goes, what, what, what advice can you give me? I'm like, just listen, listen to everybody. Listen to whatever you're hearing. Just shut up and listen, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you can you're just amazed, amazed what you hear when you actually listen and you stop talking stop talking stop talking and just listen for a minute especially with those quirky technicians if you sit and listen to them you're going to learn something oh every time and then you just put two of them together you never know what you're going to learn because then they forget i'm there and they just start talking and i have no idea what they're talking about but i learned something <laughs> and whether it's from like an old warbird or they're you know they're talking about the latest you know HUD display, I don't know what they're talking about, but they can go from <laughs> one subject to the next in, in a matter of seconds and completely the technical knowledge is just amazing and the grasp and how they can troubleshoot and analyze, go through, you know, it just is amazing to listen to. And, and not even on the technical side too, just in, you know, just in, in real life world things, like good ideas on, on not even fixing the airplane, but like planning the how to fix the airplane and like logistics mm, mm-hmm. and things like that. Guys just you would be amazed like people the way the way that they, they think and and it's, it's sometimes i'm just amazed by what i hear when i listen to some of my guys that's good it's good that you listen it's, yeah it's, sometimes it's not enough out there it's rare it's right yeah. it's good and you know they say like the the minute that you're the minute your people stop giving out ideas is the minute that you know you're in trouble because that's exactly right listen and so they just give up you know, they just don't care anymore. So, and you know, the listening part, Gary, is essential for your people who are going in and trying to understand what's going on with an aircraft and to be able to address that in a timely and efficient man- manner. Because I mean, those, those are the skills, you know, they may not even say three words to you, but they've already got a plan in their brain. They've got, you know, they, they already know which parts they need to get a hold of, what they're going to do, have a plan. And they may be able to tell you what that plan is, but you know, they may not, <laughs> um, but they got it all there. But those are those people that you just need because that's where that, that reaction turns into action. That's, so that's the next step, ladies. You got to get them to communicate that plan now. After I know that. that come that, on. That <laughs> come on. Just tell me a little bit. Just start talking. It'll, it'll get there. Come on. It, write it, it out for me. Though. I mean, you'd be amazed like how, you know, re- really smart people have a hard time communicating that or, or you know, expressing their, their feelings of how the plan should work. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it, or and where I, we're I, doing I, something I, dumb. I sometimes, you know, I, you get some of your mind. I mean, this will work, but when you sit down with a group of people, it's, it's hard to communicate that to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Or you, you communicate to them, they're like, like they're they're you know feeding back, and they're like, like no, you're not getting it, you know. Like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and I think it's important too. You want them to tell you about the good ideas or the way to execute the plan, but I think it's also important to to get these folks confident enough to tell you when you're doing something dumb, like you said before, right? 
I mean, you just got to tell me. I mean, nobody knows how we should um, pull out a citation gear, you know, more than the two guys who do that every day, right? It doesn't matter that we did it 15 years ago. The two guys that are currently doing that every day right now are the two guys we need to go ask how long it's going to take, how much can we compress it, can we not compress it? What do we got to watch out for? You know, how much fluff do we need to build in? Those are the guys we need to go ask. And, and just typically we don't, right? <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. That's something that we can, we can probably talk about a little bit is that's the, the next thing is, you know, we have all these skilled people who've done that citation gears a million times, you know, but sometimes these guys don't like to share that knowledge. You know what I mean? That's they right. just, not post them. So, we're also building that culture, that trust and confidence where, you know, that becomes such a big resource having that skill in our company. We have, I mean, I have 50, 60 mechanics that are probably some of the best in the country that, you know, work on the Citation Center, work on the Challenger, on the Hawkers, whatever, you know. And I tell my young guys, call this person or call that person. You know, I got to tell you. So building that confidence for everybody to share their information has, has been key to our business too. Um, something that we we're really good at. The guys in Arizona, Colorado, they have no problem calling the guys in the Northeast now. So we, we do a lot of shared resources like that. And, and it saves so much time and energy at the beginning of the job. So. Yes. Sure it does. And then, and, sure. then, and that passes on to, to better customer service. You know, and that, and that's how, that's right. how we... Yep. And, and that's exactly it, right? I mean, then everybody wins, right? And it's just like bar in the man lift, right? So it just comes full circle. Then when that guy needs help or that gal needs help, then they've got a resource, right? Right. So, so, and it's it's just true internally. No, that's very cool. When I uh, not mechanical, but you know, Craig, that is our our yeah. director of business development. He was our first employee, and he is an A and P mechanic. Worked on helicopters in Afghanistan. Did all this stuff. Very technical, and uh, he was so enthusiastic that I had to hire him. You know, because you can, like Richard Branson says, you know, you hire for attitude. That's right. Train them, but going in to do sales for the first few times, you know, I'd get them all amped up and it's like, <laughs> I, can it, I can do it in my sleep because I just grew up around it with my grandpa and stuff. And he would go in, his face would be like <laughs> red and he's probably going to kill me for telling this. And he's like forgetting words and stuff. But sure enough, after like six months of doing that and coaching him, man, he's like, I don't, I don't have to worry. I know he's taking care of the customer. I know he's not telling them some bullshit and blowing yeah. up their butt and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And it's, it's cool to watch it evolve and watch people, you know, get excited and, you know, that's right. do things on their own and, and have the autonomous, uh, the autonomous lightning bolt, I guess. And uh, that, that's pretty neat. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I love to watch, you know, especially a technician grow from mm -hmm. you know, A&P school to, yeah, we and we had I have I have a couple F four or five you know young guys I've seen go through it and one of them is running our you know he's a project manager at, at our Trent facility and and the other one is actually he just stepped out into the AOG world and and working AOG and and it's so much fun to watch those guys develop but you know the, the funny thing is you said about attitude those like the, the one guy I'm talking about who came out of the, the MRO and started AOG he's got such a super positive attitude he's you know, you can never, you can never piss him off. You know what I mean? He's just such a great young guy. Um, just loves what he does. He wants to soak up knowledge. 
it's just so funny to watch that attitude clash with our old, old, you know, older gritty AOG technicians. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. But then, but it's so funny. I was actually worried about it, but the guys keep requesting to work with the younger guy all the time. I mean, they just love his attitude. And it's uh, right. I mean, it's contagious, right? I mean, that that's just the thing it's 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 a contagious thing so that's cool that's cool that he's won them over right because that's that's really the thing right he, he's won them over that's awesome Actually, you should probably you should probably get him on his on his on his podcast oh yeah we might do that yeah well, that'd be awesome you see him. i think lee his name's wilson oh wilson otero oh, oh yeah 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 that's right I forget. yeah so. yeah yeah. So Wilson's Wilson's one of my proteges. Is he? Oh, okay. Well, actually, he was. He's like I think he may have been on our list. I have a. I needed to place an order from him. I wanted one to have his hats. That's that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. He's he's a super wonderful guy. I mean, he's so positive and um, like I I love being around. He actually he's going to be over at my house on Friday. He's going he's going to stop by and we'll we'll have a, we'll have a beer together. Good deal. That's great. Well, I, okay. Well, that's cool because that's the same persona he gives off on LinkedIn because that's really the only place I know him from. So yeah, same. that's kind of nice to know. That's cool. That's Very great. cool. Very cool. Well, Gary, look, man, we appreciate you taking time. I know you have a million things going, <laughs> trying to figure out uh, the new business. I mean, you know, the, look, the customer feel will always be the same. I, I think Everybody knows that if there's one thing we know about Jet East and Gamma, right? That that the customer feels going to be the same, but that doesn't mean that Gary doesn't have a lot of work to do, <laughs> you know, over the next few months. So, look, I, I respect that, and I appreciate you taking the time out of it. I know Lee and Andy do as well. Absolutely, thank you, um, Gary. Very cool. Yeah. So, any parting thoughts before we let you go tonight? Because I know you got to hop on a plane in the morning and get back yeah. to it. No, this this is a lot of fun. Um, this is something that you know. Um, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts already. I want to continue to uh, follow it. This is, this is, so again, you're the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's one. We found one. We found the one, the one new subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, we have uh, lots of great uh, listeners. Other than just, you know, let's, let's stay positive through, you know, through the situation. I think um, with COVID and the light at the end of the tunnel, I think we see, we can see that now in our industry. And I think if right. we all stay together and, and get through this, you know, I think we'll, um, yeah, I think 2021 will be a good year for our business. So. Yeah, I think I think our industry's got a lot of runway in front of it, pun intended. Um, you know, good. I think we've got, if, if you just look at the pre-owned airplane inventory, right? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, the, there's still some out there, so don't think that you can't buy one, and I'm happy to help you. You can send me a DM later. <laughs> but the... The inventory's picked over, man. I mean, you you've really got to be in it daily um to to know where it's at and and we've seen so many first-time buyers come in i think we're going to see more of that um sadly we're going to see some legacy flight departments probably having to unload equipment as earnings keep coming out through the next few quarters um but there's first-time buyers and family offices and and um um, some partnerships of, of families and individuals that are buying gonna they're ready to buy these airplanes off so i think business aviation is going to stay busy you're going to do a lot of pre-buys i mean that, that's interesting i mean i i didn't even think about the, the pre-owned market and, and that that's actually the first I've, I've seen or even heard that Nate. so i appreciate that because i hear the same thing on the you know on the on the net jets and the big operator the fraction yeah. stuff they're selling more fractional stuff so i think combined i mean that's just gonna 
blow our business <laughs> up next year or maybe 2022, but that's, that's great. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's blue skies ahead for sure. And Andy and them are seeing more people bring quotes through, right? Flight docs activity is through the roof. Um, you know, we're getting calls to go help people buy airplanes and do pre-buys often oversee them. It, there's a lot of activity and, you know, once we can finally travel, um, there's, a, there's airplanes sitting over in the EU and uh, the Middle East that are great pieces of equipment that folks want, you know, us to go look at or want to be brought back, but they don't want to make the offer yet because nobody can go look at it. And yeah, there's been some FaceTime stuff and different things, but I think as we start to open up, we're really going to get really busy as a, as a business aviation collective. At the end of the day, this, this is great, man, but the, the handshake and the, the hog and the, the breaking Amen. Is what really makes... Yeah, I mean, I, as we told Mike Nichols, I, you know, I stomping around at a show, I was kind of at a point in my life where if I never did that again, I would probably been all right. Don't tell Mike that. But now, man, I kind of, I, I miss it a lot. I mean, I, I miss, Lee says it all the time, kind of our work family, right? I mean, I get to get out to the shops all the time, COVID or not, be darned, because I got a bunch of airplanes I got to tend to. Um, but um, yeah, being able to go to shows, being able to go out and just do some door knocking, right? Which is going back to Andy's sales route, right? Kind of miss that kind of stuff, right? It's so. hard. Nathan, Nathan cries himself to sleep at night with the MRO Insider shaped pillow. I do. Actually, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I, actually, I do. I do. <laughs> I told you, I mean, I learned, I learned this is a very valuable tool that we have here. I mean, it's yeah. helped me engage with our people across the country, but... Um, I prefer, I prefer to hop on an airplane and go visit everybody. Yeah. Right on. You know, what'll happen is Gary, we got to get you to, you guys are going to have to start installing Wi-Fi systems that we can do zoom and route, right? <laughs> because we're going to have to debrief the meeting we just had. I mean, that's just the reality, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to have to close a deal. We're going to have to clean it up. And, uh, we're, you know, I can, I can just foresee this becoming a part of the new norm. Look, we'll let you get to it. Um, we thank you all of our listeners for listening in, tuning in to Jet Blast. Um, we've got some exciting guests coming up soon. Lee and Andy have been doing a, a great job finding some uh, incredible guests coming up. Gary, you're part of that. We really, really appreciate you. We look forward to seeing uh, developments around Jet East and Gamma. And um, you guys, if you want to learn more about Gary or connect with him directly, or if you think you're an AOG technician material, Gary's uh, um, LinkedIn um, link will be in the show notes. So you guys can just click on, I don't know why a hard drive just locked up, <laughs> but um, in my head. Um, so his, his, the link to his uh, LinkedIn account will be in our show notes. You can shoot him a DM. Um, and as always, you can find out about me, Lee and Andy there. And we really appreciate you and would love your feedback. So thanks very much. Any parting words before we go, guys? I think, I mean, what, maybe once we get the, the merger, um, maybe me or Stephen can hop back Oh, that'd on. be great. No, love that'd be awesome. Maybe you. we'll have you both back. And, uh, you know, Consider it done. More about what we're doing, what the platform looks like, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Let's let do us that. know when you're ready. Okay. Yeah, you let us know when you're ready, and, and we'll fit you in. That'll, that'll right. be, we'd love to hear the update. Thanks, Gary. Absolutely. Safe all travels. Right. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. See you later. Awesome.